Hello. Were you scared that I wasn't here for those three seconds that I didn't say anything? Probably not. I'm on vacation right now, sort of. Well, going to a wedding. Um. Hmm. Trying to work on a speech right now. It's not going well. I was just on Facebook. <laughs> hmm. So I told you about my one friend who isn't my friend anymore, <laughs> but has a kid. Oh my god, I miss her so much. I miss her kid so much. I, I do miss her as well, but just seeing her like grow from afar, it's so depressing. It's hard to watch. And I, I shouldn't be looking, I shouldn't go on her Facebook, I should move on with my life and be okay. It's hard. It's hard. Some days I wish I would have never answered that message. We weren't doing well anyway, though. Like, our friendship. But that kind of solidified it. <laughs> made us, well, it made her completely drop me from her life. And I get it. I'd be an idiot if I didn't. I do. I get why. I don't blame her. But still sucks. A lot. My one friend um, has kids and they, her, or his baby mom, I guess, <laughs> I'll call her that, his ex, his children's mother, um, she's moving like a couple states away. I couldn't imagine not seeing my own kids. Like, I'm torn up by not seeing a friend's kid. I couldn't imagine that. Granted, he's still, well, hopefully, hopefully he'll see them and hopefully she won't actually leave or, you know, I just, I don't understand. Um, yeah, but I'm, I'm writing a speech on Vincent Van Gogh. Um, 
sorry, hold on. My uncle messaged me because they're going to dinner. I am not. I need to work on this. Speech. I will be going out later when they go to the casino. Hello. She's having her, my cousin is having her wedding at a casino. Should be fun. I'm excited. I've never been to a casino. Um, each person that goes apparently gets like a $10 gift card to use. If I get any anything more than $20, I'm going to cash out. <laughs> um, I don't know. I don't know. What was I saying? Oh, I'm, I'm doing a paper on Vincent Van Gogh. Would you like to hear it? Want to hear my speech? It's supposed to be eight minutes long. I don't know. Um, let's see. I'm at five minutes right now. Okay? All right. So it starts out. See, I'm not good at this, though, because I wrote it as in speaking. I... <sighs> okay, anyway, let's start. Everyone knows who Vincent Van Gogh is, but some people aren't aware that he only gained recognition after his death. According to Wilfred Niels Arnold, professor and author of the article The Illness of Vincent van Gogh from the Journal of History of the Neurosciences, despite many attempts to become recognized, he had little success during his lifetime, although that did not stop him from creating an overabundance of artwork that is cherished today. While you might think that you've heard everything there is to hear about Vincent van Gogh, there may be some things that you didn't that I would like to discuss today. I love art and artists and Vincent van Gogh, oh, especially Vincent van Gogh as he was misunderstood and not recognized during he was misunderstood the time he was alive and my family's messaging me again. That was a minute, though. That first part was a minute. So far, at least. Mm. I'll be going out with them later out later with everyone how's my voice is it beautiful i know thank you so much oh yeah it's wonderful anyway can i start over should i start over do you want to hear this again i probably shouldn't but i'm going to okay let's read everyone knows who vincent van gogh is everybody's seen the starry night his sunflower piece but some people don't know that those paintings weren't seen or recognized for years after he passed away let alone during his lifetime according to Wilfred Niels Arnold professor and author 
Uh, can I take out Niels? Can I just do Wilfred Arnold? Should I? Okay, anyway. According to Wilfred Arnold, professor and author of the article, The Illness of Vincent van Gogh, from the Journal of History of Neurosciences, despite many attempts to become recognized, he had little success, success during his lifetime, although that didn't stop him for, from creating over hundreds of pieces that are cherished today. While you might think that you've heard everything about Vincent van Gogh, he was mad and that was that, <laughs> you might not know everything. And I'd like to talk about it today. Mm, I don't like that. Okay. You might not have heard. You may not. I don't know. Whatever. Anyway. Hmm. <laughs> I shouldn't. <sighs> I love art, especially Vincent, as he was misunderstood um, during his life. And. But that didn't stop him from finding what he was passionate about and using that as an outlet for his pain. A couple years ago, I went to a pop-up museum for him, and that sparked my interest into learning more about his life as I read the notes he wrote to his brother and vice versa. Um, during Kunsumenko's life, he struggled to find his calling. Today, we look at him we today we look at what led him to find his art then what led to his death and finally how his art is seen today we must begin where it all started uh, see there's supposed to be a transition in here um what can i say i don't know um now let's take a look at where his life began. Now, where his life began. If we want to see who he was while he was alive, we must... We must set the scene. The southern region of the Netherlands is where his life began. Born as the first child of six, with four brothers, or sorry, four sisters and one brother who was the youngest. His brother played the biggest role in his life as he supported him through his art, through his uh, days being an artist. Ten years of his life, he supported him financially. According to David Sweetman, author of Van Gogh, his life and his art. Mm, I don't love that. Anyway. According to David, his parents, um, oh, according to Sweetman, his parents had one son before Vincent, who was also named Vincent, but he was a stillborn. 
what was interesting about that was it was exactly one year before the Vincent we know was born. I'm sure this wasn't easy as his brother's tombstone with his name on it was at the very place his father worked. I'm sure this couldn't have helped his mental state. During Vincent's life, he worked many different jobs. Mm, I'll say, fast forward to his working life. When he started working, he wasn't sure what he wanted to do, but he went into the family business of being an art salesman. He worked many different jobs. Mm, no, I won't say that. Um, he went into the family business being an art salesman. For 10 years, he was, and was successful at it. And then for about four years, he worked odd jobs. He worked as a teacher, he was a student. He tried to be, I don't know what else. <laughs> anyway. Um, and then finally, in 1880, he decided to pursue art. He worked for an, as an artist for 10 years with very little luck at selling his pieces, according to Wilfred Arnold from the University of Kansas. During this time, as an artist, he wrote about gaining recognition in the future for his art, although... Uh, during this time, as an artist, he wrote about gaining recognition in the future for his art and hoping for that. The lack of success is a thing that he became, uh, what? The lack of success at the thing he became truly passionate about seemed to have set, seemed to set, have a great, what? Seemed to have a great effect on his already fragile mental state. Now that we look at who he was coming into being an artist, we, uh, I don't know, what should I say? Now that we've seen, well, okay, um, already fragile mental state, which came with many outbursts of mania and one famously known time in his life was him cutting off his ear and giving it to a prostitute. Now this story isn't set in stone, nobody truly knows what happened, but there are some people that say he did it himself to prove a point between an argument or with an argument between his roommate and some people think his roommate did it. Cut his, his friend's ear off. And then Vincent went and gave it to a woman in a brothel. Um, he also was in a mental asylum many times in his life. One of those times he created Star Night.
while he was in this asylum, he created many of his most famous art pieces, one being The Starry Night. Now that we looked at how he became an artist and how he found his calling, we're going to look at what led him to commit suicide. During Vincent's life, he longed to find a place, to only be rejected and unappreciated when he found his calling. This, along with the previous mental health issues that we spoke about, caused a lot of pain in his life and he decided to take his own. According to David Sweetman, author of Van Gogh, His Life and His Art, at the young age of 37, Vincent shot himself in the stomach. Doctors were there, but they were unable to remove the bullet due to the lack of technology and proper surgical procedures that we have nowadays. They decided that it would be best if they left the bullet in and waited for him to recover. Sadly, it was infected and he didn't recover. Um, but his brother was there, thankfully, right before he passed. According to Sweetman, Theodore arrived a day later after he had shot himself, and he also believed Vincent could recover since he seemed like he was doing okay. Then, early morning, it's a Tuesday, uh, what, what date? I don't know. July 30th, I think? July 30th. Sure, we're going to say July 30th. Oh, no, 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 no. It was a day before that, July 29th. Um, on July 29th, he passed away with his brother holding him. The day of his funeral, Theodore, his brother, set all of his art pieces that he could fit into the room with him, including the beloved sunflower painting. His casket was laid with sunflowers and yellow flowers, as this was his favorite color. Um, according, or recounted in Van Gogh, his life and his art. It was such an abrupt ending to a life that seemed to just be taking off. But it leaves his paintings with so much history that, eh, whatever, I don't like that, okay. Now that we've heard who he was and why he committed suicide, we're going to look at how his art is viewed now. Now that we look back on his art pieces, we can see the man that he was and the mental state that he was in through his pieces. We can see the 
manic strokes and thrown together piece, but it's beautiful in its madness. It's unlike things that people had seen during that time. And now that we can truly see why he did that, it, it is beautiful. And we appreciate it, finally. According to David Sweetman, the sole person responsible for allowing us to see this was Theodore's wife. Theodore had passed not too long after Vincent and his wife continued push for people to know Vincent, to see his art and recognize him for all that he'd accomplished. It took many years of trying unsuccessfully to sell these paintings before anyone showed any interest, according to Sweetman. It wasn't until 1901, 11 years after Vincent passed, that anyone even showed interest in these. And finally, in that year, 1901, younger artists uh, like Matisse um, started to appreciate them and show interest in them, according to the recounted in Sweetman's, as recounted in Sweetman's book, Van Gogh, His Art and His Life. Over 150 years later, Vincent is still one of the most well-known artists to have ever lived. And one of the best that ever will. The story of his life has a bittersweet end. Bittersweet end, knowing that in the... Oh. The story of his life is bittersweet, knowing that in the end, he did truly succeed in what he set out to do. He is famous, no doubt. But it was too late for him to see. If he had only waited a little longer, he may have found it, found that recognition and maybe found help. After hearing briefly about one of the greatest artists in our history, it's sad to find that he was so troubled during his life, but also inspiring to know that he created all this beauty out of his mental state and out of his pain. Over a short period at the end of this man's life, he created the best pieces of art that have ever hung in a museum while trying to fulfill his passion in life. The most important part to me is that he never settled for a job. He kept trying through his life to find what his calling was, what truly made him feel. 
And he did. He found it. At 27. This is what I... I feel that this suggests that everyone has a purpose, even if you don't know it right away. Don't ever stop looking. Thank you very much. Although that was so fucking long. You know what, though? I... <laughs> this last speech I did sucked ass. It was supposed to be five minutes long. Mine was about two and a half minutes. It was not that great. <laughs> I'll tell you that much. It was, it was tough. It was tough. <laughs> but... I, I do like, I think I have it, you know, well written. I'm going to put it out on like bullet notes, bullet points. Um, but I think I have enough, you know? I was worried I didn't have enough information to talk about. I think I do. Although I do think I need to like put some bullet points down because... This is not that great. <laughs> like, it, there's a lot that I'm missing that I that I spoke about, you know? I don't know. I don't know. I like it. I love... Oh, I love art. There's a museum out here for Andy Warhol that I went to uh, <laughs> many years ago. And I was just looking at the video because they... At the Andy Warhol Museum... Um, there's this room that has a camera, and it does silent films, black and white. And then you put your, like, email in or whatever, and it sends you the video, and it's online forever now. And it was me and my first girlfriend and my family, my mom, my aunt, and my dad. And ugh, it was weird looking at it my hair was not even to my shoulders like not even below my chin I was growing out a pixie cut at the time now my hair is down to my butt literally it was, it was weird my first girlfriend is married now in Alaska I shouldn't say in Alaska but whatever Alaska's a big place but yeah she left ran away from Pennsylvania I wish wish I could I will someday someday just not yet well I spoke it to you what do you think um, there's messages. Hit okay. Okay. Cool. So this girl's been talking to me, and like, how do I tell her that I'm not like into her? Ew. Oh fuck. No. Oh my god. Oh my god. No. She just sent me a picture of her holding a fish. 
I don't, I don't do that shit. <laughs> I'm, like, mostly vegetarian. I eat it if it's from a local, like, place, a butcher, um, but I don't, I don't, you know, sustainable stuff, fried things. Um, anyway, that was fun. Thanks for listening. Um, and how's your day going? Yeah? What else did you do? Oh, you went to work. Hmm. It is a Friday, you know. Hmm. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm sorry. Okay. Um, I'm gonna go and try to actually write down these bullet points. We'll see how well that goes. <laughs> it's now 5.42 and... Oh, I'm just not even ready. I am not ready. It, my, well, today's Friday, like I just said. My speech is on Monday. Well, you just heard it and it's rough. <laughs> so I need to practice it at least like 10 more times and then five more for good luck. <laughs> oh. On my way up here, though, I wrote a paragraph for my debate on Monday. So, you know, I'm getting it done. Although, I stayed up until 4am writing this, um, like, speech. Vincent Van Gogh speech. I just, I procrastinate until the very last minute. I kind of suck, because I've had, like, probably three weeks now to prepare for this and I wrote it three days ago and now it's like due to be speeched in like three days and I'm like fuck it's okay though I'll get it done I try to uh, have a good day I'm, I'm gonna go and actually try to do homework but thank you for helping, because I think maybe it helps just to say it out for somebody. Ew, but this one, we're recording, and then we have to write a paper on how we think we did. <laughs> oh, fuck boy, I'm, uh, dude, uh, I'm not ready for this. Because she's like, I won't accept it if it's just you criticizing yourself. You did something good, so pick out... I'm like, um, bitch, I don't think you hear, I, what, uh, <laughs> no, 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 I don't, I don't want to watch myself, that's why, eh, not true, if I'm alone and I'm recording myself, I'm fine, but watching myself do a speech in front of people, <laughs> fuck dude it's fine i'll do it i'll be good i'll get done you know it, it's fine it's fine it's fine <laughs> i hope your weekend is better than mine just kidding my weekends can be good but still you know that doesn't mean that i don't want yours to be better 
I hope it is better than mine. Um, but I kind of doubt it because I'm gonna go get drunk, like tomorrow, and maybe tonight. Who knows? You know. <laughs> I'm only kidding. Um, no, I'm not. I'm definitely going to get drunk tomorrow. There's an open bar. Like, mm, honey, is that terrifying? I don't know about that. But see, it's only till 9.30. Like, mm, honey, I'm gonna be wasting money then, because I'm gonna drink. <laughs> okay. Anyway, have a good weekend. Have a great life. I love you. Thanks for listening. I'm Lizzie, by the way. I didn't say that at all. <laughs> Fuck, dude. Sorry. <laughs> didn't even give you my name. You know, you read it. You read what this says. There's a whole three people listening, so I'm sure you've heard me say my name before. Okay. All right. I'm gonna leave now. Bye. Thank you. <laughs>